Today's called New Baby New. But let me read from Isaiah 43. It says this, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you see it? Do you see it? When we, Joyce and I came to Berlin, I, I could see this. What, I'm, what you and I can see today, I could see it 10 years ago. I, I, I was shocked myself when I came and walked around Alexander Platz and in, in the imagination and, in, and internally, I, I could see a vibrant church. I could see a dynamic. I could see people from all walks of life having an encounter with the good news with Jesus and starting to live out, their, the, the, live out the good news through every avenue of life. And I could see it. It was real. And I love what God is saying through the prophet Isaiah to, this is a new exodus. This is another exodus. The children of Israel had already gone through an exodus in Egypt and God had delivered them from slavery and was trying to take them to the land of honey and milk and the land of prosperity and a new day and a new land and a new future. And there was a whole journey to that. But this is, again, a very similar narrative. It's a new exodus. God says to them, what I'm about to do is not like the old. It's the new and it's a new exodus. And he's saying to the children of Israel who were just coming out of 70 years of exile, being enslaved to the Babylonian empire. And God, through the prophet Isaiah, says to them, I am about to do something new. And there's something about new that infuses people. And so God's people were reminded through the prophet that God was wanting to do something new. Not what he did in the past, but something new in the future. And obviously, and this is what he says, see, can you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wastelands. And I believe that's what God is always wanting to do for you and I. And that was an exodus out of the Babylonian empire. And Israel has had lots of challenges through the, through the centuries and through the millennia. But I want you to know in the 21st century, God has still done something powerful. It's the greatest exodus that humanity will ever know. And that is that we've been set free from the slavery and the poverty of not being good with the Father. And Jesus has brought us into the greatest freedom, relationship with His Son. That is the greatest exodus humanity has ever known and will ever know. That's why I said human trafficking is not the greatest crime spiritual poverty is. But can you see it? God says, can you see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. And even today, I believe God is so beautiful and so personal that maybe there's people here today and you're literally facing a crossroads or maybe you're facing an uncertain certainty in terms of what pathway. I just don't see a way forward. Maybe it is literally an apartment. I just don't see any apartment and ready to give up or I don't see a job and I've been studying so hard and got my qualifications, but there's no new jobs opening up. I, I believe God is not just talking about an ancient story. I believe he's still talking today. He can create a pathway, new roads, new rivers, bringing water to where there's been barrenness. Maybe there's a dry area in your life and God wants to refresh. He wants to bring water where there's been desert areas in your life. Maybe it's been distant with God for a while and God wants to pour in and refresh you and He wants to lift your spirit. And So this is not just about an ancient story. It's about what God does. It's about who God is. And I want you to be encouraged today. If you feel like there's no pathway, let God speak to you today and say, hey, He is the God who creates new roads in your life. He's got new avenues for you, new opportunities, new jobs, new relationships, new things in Jesus' name. Amen.
I believe God wants to give us a new song. Psalm 40 says this, He lifted me up out of the dead place. He lifted me up out of the dark space. He picked me up and He put me on solid ground. And He picked up my feet from slipping. He keeps my feet from slipping. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see what He did and worship Him. They will put their trust in the Lord. Great blessings belong to those who trust in the Lord and do not rely on pride or false gods for help. I just believe God has got this ability to give us a new song. Amen. And I believe that it's important that we understand not old songs, but new songs. Anyone believing for new songs in Jesus' name? New songwriters? New songs, songwriters, wherever you are. Amen. Please, in Jesus' name, receive from heaven and bring earth them new songs. But I do believe God wants to put a new song in your heart, especially if you're raising your kids on your own. And let God put a new song in you so you sing it over your children at nighttime and in the mornings and during the day. Sing it over your business and sing it over your relationships and sing it over your, over your life. There's something about singing a new song in Jesus' name. Amen. A new generation. Amen. Who believes in the new generation? Psalm 71, it says this, Oh God, you have helped me from my earliest childhood. I have constantly told others of your wonderful things you do. And now I am old and gray. I'm on my way, but I'm not there yet, but I'm on my way. And now I'm old and gray. Don't forsake me, God. Give me time to tell this new generation, a new generation and their children too. All about the mighty miracles of God. Amen. So what is today about? It's about a new generation. It's about lifting up the generations that are going to come out of our lives. Amen. God is always about from strength. This is what it says in Isaiah 40. New strength. Even youths will become weak and tired. And young men will fall in exhaustion. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar on the wings of eagles and they will... Run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Well, I'm believing it for your life. I'm believing for our church that we will have new strength for what's ahead in Jesus' name as we step into new locations. New heart and a new spirit. Ezekiel 18, 31 says, But all of you, put all your rebellion behind you and find yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. And I believe that's happened to so many of you in this room. There's been a new heart and a new spirit, and family members have noticed it, and other people that know you have noticed it, and I want you to know a new heart and a new spirit, and that's what we get to bring to society on Monday, a new heart, a new spirit, amen? It's such a joy to know we can put people with a different spirit into society. They're not going to critique and pull down, but they're going to be builders, not destroyers. They're going to be lovers, not haters. They're going to be peaceful and not hateful in Jesus' name. They're going to be solution-oriented and not absolutely problem-minded. And I just believe that we've got to be people with a new spirit and a new heart when it comes to all the challenges that we face with, politi with politics, with economies, and with all the things that humanity is facing. We've got to come out of today with a new spirit, with a new heart. Go into your job on Monday with a new expectation, with a new enthusiasm, with a new revelation that God wants to use you right where you are for all the things that He wants to do because God is the God of the new, new disciples. Matthew 28 says, teach me, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this. I am with you 
always, even to the end of the age. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Teach these new disciples. Well, I don't really like the word disciple. It kind of gives a little bit of a feeling, but you know, hey, are you a disciple? Are you a disciple? I kind of, in our 21st century, it doesn't really work. But the word means lifelong learner. Lifelong learner. Teach these new lifelong long learners. But a disciple means not just a follower of Christ, but someone who's literally committed to a life of learning. And I trust that that's exactly what we are. We're not just in for the good days, but we're in for any day, every day, whatever day. I'm a follower of Christ and I am open to learn from anything and anyone in Jesus' name. New wine, new wineskins. Luke 5.38 says, new wine must be stored in new wineskins. But no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. Anyone who drinks the old wine doesn't seem to want the new wine. Well, that's true if you're a wine bibber. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be going into, I look at a bottle in 2016, and I look at a bottle of 2008. Oh, 2008. Anyone know wine? Well, it was a good year for a whole lot of red wines, I'm telling you. I don't want the new. I want the old in this context. But God is talking about the new things He's doing. He wants to put it in new vessels, in new hearts, in new people, in new churches, new cities, new lands, new territory. And what's tragic is when God wants to do something new, old wineskins can sometimes react. And I just think it's a tragedy when, when God wants to do something new. And we've got to make sure that we keep ourselves like fresh and new wineskins so we can receive all the new wine that God wants to pour out in Jesus' name. Uh, this new covenant, Luke twenty two nineteen. 19. Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God and he broke it in pieces and he gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body which was given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. I just don't, I don't know why people mess this up. You and I cannot screw up the work of God. You cannot. You're not that messed up. You're not that broken. You're not that lost. If God can do it, I'm just saying you and I can't undo what God can do. And I know this is sometimes for people when theology gets involved in this conversation, they're like, well, I want you to understand is, is there is more emphasis on moving forward here than pulling back. There is more hope coming out of this conversation than anything else. And I want you to know that you will never find yourself disappointed by trusting in the finished work of Jesus. He took the bread and he took the cup and he said, do this as often as you remember me. And I want you to know that that is something that we will do until he comes back. Amen. New believers. Acts chapter 8 says, But as soon as the apostles heard that people had received the message, they sent Peter and John. As soon as they arrived, they play, prayed for the new believers. Everyone say new believers. See the whole, concept, whole thing about new, new, new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. And my prayer is for all the new believers in our house that you will receive the Holy Spirit, that you will be obedient to God through water baptism and that you line your life up with all that God has for you, amen? A new relationship, Romans chapter five. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because of our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. So we have a new relationship. A new person, Romans chapter 12, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. 
into a new person by changing the way you think, and you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I want to become a new person in Jesus' name. When you give your life to Christ, you become a brand new person in Jesus' name. A new way, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. So if the old way which has been replaced was glorious, how much more glorious is the new which remains forever? Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. Amen. Is there any boldness in the house of faith today? Is there any confidence in God's people today? Well, that's what the new way gives you. A new way. A new way. The old ways aren't working. Give me a new way. Amen. The old ways aren't working. Give me a new way. I've tried everything. Give me a new way. In Jesus' name, amen. When Jesus is lifted up, the woman with the issue of blood is going to be drawn to him. People with life-threatening diseases will be drawn to a new way. I'm telling you, people who are lost in their trespasses and sins will be drawn to a new way in Jesus' name. That's what we have, a new way in Jesus' name. Not the old way, a new way. New person, 2 Corinthians. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. New clothes! Galatians chapter 3. For all you who are children of God through faith in Jesus Christ and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. Anyone want some new clothes? Better than H&M. These clothes will never, ever need to be washed. No iron, no starch, no laundry, no dry cleaners. These are the kind of new clothes that are eternal. You can't mess them up. Even when you drop a little bit of wine, it will not touch this garment. Anyone interested in them new clothes? That's what he said. When you put on the baptism, water baptism, when you put on Christ, it's like putting on new clothes. Amen. There is no longer a Jew or a Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in 